Welcome in, everybody. It is football time. Yes. Noah, is that correct? Oh, it is. Oh, my goodness. When they when they kicked that ball off and the ball was just lightly floating in the air, I, I peed my pants. It was just, it was so great. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. I heard the fantasy footballers say, like, for some reason, well, not for some reason, COVID and every, all the crap, but, like, to them, this has been the biggest, like, let's get ready for football they've ever experienced. Like, it's just... I, I think this is the most excited in a long time that America has been ready for an opening game. Like, yeah, other sports are happening, but especially with, with no preseason and football just being the most popular sport in the by U.S. Far. By far. By far. Uh, it was... Oh, I think I saw somewhere it was the most watched, even more than the Super Bowl or something. So yeah, it was, ah, oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited. This is Saturday morning. Hopefully, I'll get this out the same day for you guys. Um, should be able to. And man, we get that little bit of taste of Thursday night football to talk about, and then we have tomorrow's huge plethora of games. Oh. This I also just love the beginning of the season because there's no bye weeks either. So literally yeah. every team is playing and it is fantastic. Wonderful. So, oh. Let's let's get right into it now. I know we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to go over um, what we thought about Thursday's game. Then we're going to go over a few trades that have happened, including one just massive nuke that happened this morning. Yeah. Um, Good night. That was... Oh, wow. I'm, I'm looking at it. It says 2.40 a.m., I'm guessing Zach. Okay, we'll get to that later. But wow, that's that's early. So big trade. Good thing we waited to do our last segment today because that is the projections for where we have the standings at the end of the regular season. Um, that trade would have would have affected it as well. So uh, Noah, how was Thursday night football? Oh, it was just so wonderful. I stayed up super late to watch it because. I live in Michigan, so it's Eastern time zone. And I had to get up at 4.30 the next morning to get to the job site. Didn't care. Still watch the whole thing. It was, oh, that's why they make coffee, man. It's all good. It's all good. I had to watch it all. Even though, like, I feel like this the score is a little misleading. Like, the Chiefs just pretty much dominated them after 100% the first two drives. Agree. Yeah. Felt bad Zach, for Sean Watson. Zach Viss just cringing because, uh, no, yeah, Zach Viss cringing because he's he's comfortable because Deshaun Watson's not doing well and he's fa- he's facing Clay, and then we just know garbage time's coming up, and sure enough, slowly but surely, Deshaun Watson just starts marching down, running the ball more, running the ball more, and then yep. gets the rushing touchdown. Like it's really it's really weird to say that Deshaun Watson scored more points than than uh, Mahomes because if you watch that game you felt like Mahomes could have thrown for another 200 yards and two yeah. more touchdowns easy well and Clyde Edwards Alaire I like I thought okay if he's gonna break out it's gonna be kind of like Kareem Hunt a few years ago where you know he has 60 yards on the ground but 75 yards through the air you know and, yeah and a few touchdowns one uh-huh. through the ground one on the air you know and it was all on the ground completely mm-hmm. Oh, so amazing. That 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 was actually the biggest shocker to me is how much they gave him uh carries on the ground. Like they what was it? Like 22 or 25 carries. 
Something yeah, like that. it was. I think it was twenty five for one hundred thirty nine. I believe. Yeah, and uh, and a tutty. And yep. what's nuts is he could have had a way bigger day. Like you said, if he if they needed to throw him the ball, he could have done more because him in space is lethal. He was breaking ankles in the second level, and I loved it. Well, and once you think about it, they would have thrown them the ball, but Patrick Mahomes told Sammy Watkins, like, "Bro, I got you in Week One in the Super Bowl. Like, that's all you get. But I got you those games." So, Games where no one physically would ever start you in fantasy football. <laughs> that's when we got you. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. And then he had six goal line carries that that he didn't convert on, which, in my opinion, were not his fault. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had to see that coming. You know. Ceh honestly could have had like a thirty point game. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was that close. Especially when you're that small too. When you break through the line, and there's already three giant dudes waiting for you. I mean, there's only you mean so much JJ you Watt is there every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, he was an animal. Like, <laughs> I know they highlighted him a lot, and I know that he was on a losing team. That guy's so amazing. He is. He. Oh he, my god. It kind of got overlooked, but he dominated in the trenches, and then on the chief side, for defense, Chris Jones ate all night long. And then uh-huh. Kaleche Osemele. Oh, Nathan Balkamov, get pumped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> eat, big boy, eat. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I just loved it. TJ's like, man, wrong day to do like a three-hour drive. And he's like, who's this lineman that keeps being talked about? <laughs> he's just all confused. Uh, <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of a bummer. I wish it was a closer game. Um, I did have a bet on, on, uh, the chiefs winning with my, my head pastor. Okay. We didn't nice. bet, we didn't bet any money. We just bet like he likes to make smoothies for the office. And, uh, we have a joke that a lot of his are really crappy because he just <laughs> uses whatever's like around. Okay. Um, and so like sometimes they suck. Uh, and so our bet was just like loser has to drink a, like a random mystery smoothie that the winner makes. Oh, that's awesome. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to make him one with. Some like he because no, I'm not even kidding you. He's put one with like an old dessert, like it was like a a chocolatey mousse dessert with like wafer cracker in it. Like he's dumped he's dumped that in a smoothie before for lunch, and it was horrendous. So you should do Twinkies and broccoli. I'm gonna do that, and then a lot of seeds because he's done a lot of seeds before, and so I want his teeth just caked in seeds when he smiles. So. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Patrick Mahomes, for uh, giving me that chance. But yeah, dude, I'm uh, I'm I'm so excited. I'm not sure. Like it's it's a it's a one two now. Where I think I used to be way more excited for the Seahawks, but fantasy is just getting out there with me. Like oh, I'm yeah. just oh, I, I'm so so pumped. Especially because yeah. like this year I'm hoping to contend. Whereas last year I knew I wasn't. Right. So it's it's interesting how that makes a difference. Oh, by the way, with, by yeah. the way, we got to give some love to uh, oh, Zach yes. Viss who had his baby. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, is, bro! Yeah, congratulations. I hope you and your wife are getting sleep, and TJ and his wife expecting. Ooh, man, being a dad can't beat it. Can't I really hope. Beat it. I really hope that he comes out of like a Chicago Bears fan or something like that. That would be awesome. That would be because awesome. I, I know people are talking about that. How, 
Like their their team isn't good currently. Like the fantasy footballers, once again, they talk about it. We're like they're Cardinals fans, and then their kids are like Chiefs fans, or like they're Baltimore Raven fans, and it just yep. like it hurts them because they, yeah. they just want them to cheer for the Cardinals. <laughs> Dude, if if TJ's kid ends up being like a Packers fan or something like that, heaven forbid, like that would, I think that would tilt the whole the whole family. But that'd be yep. funny. That that would be brutal. I mean, pr- he's it. probably born with purple blood though, so he'll he'll be fine. But purple blood, red hair—that's the yep. combo. Oh God, I that's love it. the combo. By the way, speaking of the footballers, they asked this question a few episodes ago, and I'm curious what you have. Who's a player that you just? love this year but you just didn't get any shares of him in any of your leagues um ceh was actually one of them okay uh ceh but the other one is aj brown oh okay sure honestly i i love aj brown love him love him love him um but i in like in our keeper redraft league in my opinion, he was going a little too high. So, like, yep. I, th- I didn't think the value was there for picking him. Mm-hmm. And then in my dynasty leagues, like, I did a, a startup dynasty and everything. Like, just in my opinion, once again, too high. Too high. Yep. His trade value is really, really high. Um, yeah, I'd love a share of A.J. Brown. I just – he's a guy that I want to root for because he is so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Yep. He is just a monster. Yeah, when we were in te- when we were in Tennessee last year, we saw him break loose a long touchdown run, and it was it was wonderful. Um, for yeah. me, it's Josh Jacobs. I freaking love Josh Jacobs. <laughs> You've loved him for two years. Now. Oh, I'm obsessed with him. Oh, dude, this week he's gonna eat. By the way, against Arizona, good gravy. You, I in the redraft league, Wait. I know that you really wanted him in the keeper league. I Where mean. They? They're not playing Arizona. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But yes, yeah. I. Oh, I wish I could have had him. He was constantly going in that late first, early second round, and I just didn't have any picks in any of my drafts in that range. So Yeah. yeah. Even better, he's playing Carolina. Carolina, that's what who's, it is. Who's Terrible who's defense. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. Yep. All right, man. Let's get right into it. We'll start with trades. Um Noah, you said it was the Trade between you and DeYoung we're starting with? I think so. I don't. That think makes we, sense to me. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it on the last one. And podcast. if we did, we'll talk about it again quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'll break it down. I received Rashad Penny and a 2022 third rounder, and I gave DeYoung J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in a 2021 second. So I know DeYoung's been bugging me about Jaja for a while. So yeah, finally got uh finally got a, a deal done, I guess. So yeah. I think I think for me, I lean the J Jaw side mm-hmm. purely because of the picks. <laughs> right. Yep. Um like the second round is this year, this coming up year, whereas that third round's next year. Um and then it's a second versus a third, so a round difference. Uh outside of that, like uh, Jay Jaw's got to really impress because if he has a down year again this year, he's probably going to be done. He's probably just going to be one of those guys that yeah just sits on on benches and fourth or fifth man up on every team he bounces to. Um, but this is once again a huge opportunity because Philadelphia, for some reason, can't keep 
a wide receiver healthy. Seriously. So he has a shot at the beginning of the year here to to do something with, with that time. Um, whereas Penny, I, I do like Penny, and I think that he showed enough when he was healthy. It's just a muddled mess in Seattle. Yep. Um, so my worry with him is is you might have to be really patient with him. Um, and even then, like, you might not get anything, and then that whole time you had nothing. Whereas I feel like DeYoung's going to know the value of – Arthega Whiteside within probably Pretty the quickly. next like three weeks. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's kind of a, a factor for me. I think the one thing, just I mean, maybe it was a tilt because I'm a Seahawks fan, and if DeYoung took advantage of that, kudos to you, buddy. Um, but I think I, I, I just I don't, I don't know. There's not a lot of teams that have high paid running backs that win Super Bowls. Um, it does happen. Uh, but typically you see the most balanced team or guys with great quarterbacks on rookie contracts. And I, I, I don't see the Seahawks paying Chris Carson a buttload of money. Especially, Agreed. Especially now with all these running backs that are getting paid. I saw this morning Alvin Kamara is finalizing a deal too. And Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook actually they both got did. paid. Yep. Um, they both got paid. Kamara got paid more. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Shorter deal, but yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, and I wouldn't be like shocked if the Seahawks did pay Carson a decent sized contract, but, um, I do just, you see them giving him more than 10 mil? I don't think so. I, I think like eight would be the most yeah. I could see them giving him. And I, I don't know, like Chris Carson might be the guy that I'll just be like, ah, that's fine. You know, um, you know, as long as it's somewhat, you know, within the range, but maybe he is the guy that's like, nope, I would rather go elsewhere. But there are stricter rules in the CBA this year, too. So it'll be interesting. But anyway, um, I love yeah. Carson, but I'm okay if we move on. Yep. I think so, we're fine. Yep. So we'll see. That'll be interesting. This this offseason is going to be really, really difficult for running backs yeah. more than any other season. I know a lot of guys are now getting locked up, which is good. It makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's – I feel like because of how how much – like the supply and demand is getting so watered down to where a lot of teams could now start having two good running backs. Like what what's happening in Cleveland could be normal. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Which is which is scary to be honest, because that just makes it so much more difficult for fantasy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's Kareem. a 49ers like dream though, and a Patriots dream. <laughs> yeah. They love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one. Bulkamon DeYoung. David and Joku for thirty bucks. What the crap? Um <laughs> we both agree. <laughs> we both agree. DeYoung wins it. Take the shot on Njoku. He's still young. He's plenty. He's athletically talented, just hasn't put it on the field yet. But if Austin Hooper busts or if he gets hurt, Njoku's got a real shot of, of doing something again. Um, and he can always get traded as well. The only way I would have taken Bulkham aside is if the fab didn't reset at the beginning of the year. Um, yep. That, that I mean, that might have changed it for me a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, if Bulkham wants the fab and he has a plan for it, more power to you but yeah i definitely take a shot at njoku over 30 bucks yeah because now you look at it and he and bulgama didn't do anything with that 30 bucks and so it was basically njoku for nothing like right because the fab already reset yeah yep yeah 
Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we got Bulkama and DeYoung again. Best yep. friends with trades. Uh, this was a, a, an interesting one. Uh, I believe that morning, Bulkama said, I'm going to accept a trade today. And like you said on the phone with me, that you thought that this is, and I did too, this was going to be a thing where he was just going to be fielding offers all day, and then the best offer that he got, he was going to accept. Because he put a cutoff time. He put 8 p.m. Yeah. Cutoff time. Yeah. But but instead, like an hour later, he just accepts this trade. And uh that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was and, and unfortunately the trade it, it had Cortland Sutton that Dion got, and that was kind of like his big trade piece that I think a lot of people would have gone after. So I was a little surprised that he didn't hold off and and allow more time for people to offer him stuff for Cortland Sutton. Um but Dion got Sutton. And in return, Bulkma got Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, and a 2021 second and a third. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to think what um, what you thought of this. I think he got fine value for him. Um, I think since Bulkma's team isn't as good this year, I think he's, he's probably thinking I, I need I need as much assets as I can swallow up. So you have, you know, two young receivers. Um, I don't know, I'm starting to get concerned about Mike Williams, but he seems to just always have some kind of issue. But yeah. um, Nikhil Harry still has all the opportunity in the world, um, and his stock has gone up since Cam Newton's there. Um, and then, a, you know, a few picks next year. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think it's good for both teams, you know. I mean, like you said, though, I think if I was Balkum, I would have – um, you know, put him on the block and waited a little longer to see if, see what other offers I would have gotten. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't hate the value he got for it. Yeah, I think he could have gotten a better offer from someone, but it's not this one's not bad. Right. Um. Yeah, my I I got a thing for you, Cortland Sutton. I've gone really back and forth on him this offseason because oh, I too. I love him. I love yep. him. But if hypothetically, just a straight swap. You swap these guys on teams, Cortland Sutton and Kenny Galladay. Oh, what would happen to Kenny Galladay's value to you, and what would happen to Cortland Sutton's value to you? Oh man, I feel like because <sighs> right now Kenny G is like a top ten wide receiver in yeah. value. Yeah, and Cortland Sutton's at like the low twenties, late teens. Yeah. Like he's around that eighteen to twenty two range. And I would say Kenny G is like anywhere from some people have him at like six, but like I would say more like eight to twelve. It probably just flip flop in rankings too, right? I mean, that's that's based what I'm on saying. Quarterback play. That's what I'm saying. If you gave him Matthew Stafford, I would feel pumped about Sutton. Like he would be oh, a top yeah. twelve guy for me, especially in dynasty rankings because of how young he is. And then Kenny G. I would be just as nervous as I am with Sutton right now, where I think I'd put him at it like a back end wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. Yep, like that's that's where that that's what bugs me is I think talent wise, he's up there, but man, it's just gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see what the Broncos offense looks like these first few weeks, and that's gonna really change a lot of people's values. Is Jerry Judy coming out balling right away? Is Sutton doing any damage, or is he just getting like four to five catches a game? Are and they, they running the ball a lot? Yeah, they got Jerry Judy. Yeah, and then they have... Is, um, is Drew Locke a bust? 
Yeah, and they have two really good pass catching running backs. Like Philip yeah. Lindsay and Melvin Gordon are both really good receiving backs as well. So And Noah Fant's a really good pass catching tight end. Yeah, and emerging too, you know. Yeah. So it's just it's just rough. Yeah. And they got that uh yeah, KJ Hamler, I think, in the somewhere the rounds three to five. Personally, you know, I don't like him, but I'm, well, I'm I mean, a little he's, bit alone there. He definitely has the least opportunity, but it's just another weapon thrown into the mix. So. Yeah, he could take a touchdown or whatever way. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, and then we have the the big trade. Technically, it's two, but if you just want to take out that second Noah when you break it down mm-hmm. and fill in Doyle, then that'll be perfect. Okay. So Zach Viss received Matthew Stafford. Devontae Parker, Melvin Gordon, Darren Waller, and James Robinson. <laughs> and Jay Cozier received Keenan Allen, Dak Prescott, J.D. McKissick, Leonard Fournette, and Jack Doyle. Whew. It's, uh, what a bomb. Like, the, the day before the season. Yeah, I like, like the, it. The big day. What the heck? This is Jay Cozier, though. No, no offense, Jake is here. I don't even know if you listen to this. Uh, but <laughs> he, he goes AFK almost all, all off season, and then and, boom! I love. And it. then and then at the end of the year, it's just like I got to make some adjustments. Wham! There it is. <laughs> hey, this is the league to do it because we're so trade happy. You know, it's it actually works out pretty well for him every year. Yeah, <laughs> you want to find a trade partner five minutes before kickoff? You'll probably get it. We'll we'll get you going here. Yep. Good th- yeah, they they didn't even he didn't even put anything on the trade block. It just happened. Yeah, freaking ninja in the night. I don't know. It's uh, kind of just like like you like you said earlier. Um, off the air, it was you know quarterback for quarterback, receiver for receiver, running back for running back, tight end tight for, tight, end for end. tight end. I mean, it's kind of just back. opinion on what you like. I guess. Yeah, we could break it down by position. I think we'd both take Dak Prescott over Matthew Stafford, correct? Yeah, purely because it's Dynasty. Yep. Di- yeah, because of Dynasty. Um, would you take, and then we'd both take on the flip side, so that's like one for Jay Cozier. Mm-hmm. I think we'd both take Zach Viss's side, where Darren Waller over um, Jack Doyle. Yes. Okay. Now, now it gets a little more interesting. Wide receiver. Zach Viss with Parker, or do you like Keenan Allen with Jay Cozier? Oh, I'd probably give the edge to Devontae Parker because oh! I believe he's younger, and you already have guaranteed opportunity with Fitzpatrick, and then whenever Fitzpatrick is out, you have a hopeful... Um, talented rookie in Tua Tengavailoa. That was a tough one for you, I could tell. It was very tough. Um, very tough. What do you What do you think their ages are? Quickly. <sighs> I'm gonna say Devonte Parker is I, I 25. Knew, I guess I guess correctly, and I think you're gonna be surprised. So you think Parker's 25 and Keenan Allen's what? I'll say Keenan Allen is 30. Yeah, see, this is gonna this is gonna change your value a lot because I knew you didn't. I knew you you were thinking wrong. Um, <laughs> Keenan Allen's twenty eight. Oh, okay. And Devontae Parker's twenty seven. 
Oh, closer than I thought. Okay. So they're one year apart. Does that change your opinion? Because I personally think Keenan Keenan Allen's the value, and it's because he does it year in and year out. Parker's had one good year. Yep. I don't know. I I think just because it's dynasty, I'm gonna take the upside of Parker. Okay. Okay. So we're split on that I, one because not just age, but I feel like there is more upside in the future. Okay. Because I, I don't I don't know Tua. about Herbert. Because of Tua. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um. So we're split on that one, and then uh, Gordon and Robinson for Viss versus uh, Leonard Fournette and J.D. McKissick for Jake Cozier. Oh, I'll I'll take Gordon and Robinson. I uh, I would as well. By by a decent amount as well too. Yeah, yeah. McKissick is. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm not confident in him at all. And then Leonard Fournette. I just. Yeah, I, I think he'll vulture some touchdowns, but that's about it. But even like we don't know what he's gonna do next year. Like. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So based off of that, you firmly believe Zach this one. Like he only lost at QB for you. Yeah, um, I suppose. And, he, so. and you and you still like Stafford. Um, I suppose I, so. It's fairly th- even, though. I think it's it's more split for me because of my Keenan Allen love. Um, but yeah, if a very interesting trade to where, like, neither of them are getting ahead at necessarily one position. They're just swapping guys they like at values they like. Well, it's just like for all these players, it's just like the discussion we just had on Devonte Parker, Keenan Allen. You know, if I had Keenan Allen, you had Devonte Parker, and we're just talking. And I'm like, eh, I kind of like Parker better. And you're like, really? I kind of like Allen better. Let's make a trade. You know, it's just yeah. kind of, it's close. It's opinion based, you know, perfect. Yep. I'll give you the better. I know Zach Viss has been lurking in the waters for a decent tight end for two years now. Yep. So he probably is like, hey, I can give up Dak Prescott. I'll get Stafford. And then I'll I'll get the value on Darren Waller over Jack Doyle. Yep. So. And there's definitely no hate for me toward Keenan Allen because um, anybody <laughs> anybody who I talked to, who talked to me during the rookie draft knows that the only reason my 112 pick for Keyshawn Vaughn took so friggin long is because I was talking with Zach Viss about Keenan Allen, so we just couldn't make it happen. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, I think big juicy trade. Um, definitely gonna affect a lot of depth in in how their teams do. I'm excited to see how it pays out. Big trades like that can sometimes be tilting because when the season starts going through, you realize that you got the bad end, bad end of the deal. Yep. So, no. Um, let's that with with that. Let's jump right on into it. Um, Noah, we didn't really even talk about it too much. How do we want to start with this? Do you want to start from the top down? Do you want to start from the bottom up? Um, what what do you what do you want to do with these standings? Let's go from the bottom up. And okay. by the way, we're doing it much simpler this year. Yes. Um yeah, these are based on what we think the end of season regular season rankings will be, not necessarily the champion or the playoffs, but just So end. first 13 games. Exactly. And we just um what we thought the record might be um, you know, if you add all of our records up, it might not make sense. We just guessed, you know, um, so it's a little bit more free floating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you, if I like it better this way, because I think I can go more off of gut feelings. Um, because when you go through each, each week, like I did last time, um, 
obviously, I think the top teams are going to beat the bottom teams. Well, like we saw last year, there's upsets, there's injuries that you can't predict. Yeah. Um, and so I like it better to just go more off of a gut feeling. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll do it where um, we'll start with team number 12 that we think is going to finish last. We'll each give our number 12. Um, and then we can, we can talk about uh, the records that we give them. And then with uh, with kind of the pros and cons, do you want to come back at the very end and do it all over? Because we're gonna have we're probably gonna have different values of where we like place people. If you want to, so like your number eleven might not be my number eleven. You see what right. I'm saying? Yep, yep, yep. So let's let's do that. We'll okay. start. Um, we'll just do positions, um, and we'll do their rankings, and we'll we'll kind of go through there. So, Noah, who do you have at number 12? My number 12 is um, Balkama, Nathan Balkama. His team name is Cancelled. <laughs> that makes um, me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, anyway, we, I have him at 2 and 11. 2 and 11. All right. Record. Yep. Okay. Um my number 12 is also Mr. Cancelled. <laughs> and uh, I was not as friendly. And I gave him a 1 in 12 record. Oh. Um, See, Nathan, I like you better than Eric does. Hey, hey, I spend way more time with him on Zoom calls <laughs> because you don't show up to him all the time. Uh, me, and, me and him have a blast when we talk on Zoom. Nathan, you are awesome to have in the league, buddy. You you make Freaking everything love it. spicy. Let, actually, screw it. Let's just we'll we'll do our pros and cons now. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, all right. Do you like fine. do you like that better? That, I, it really doesn't matter to me either way. Okay, I'm, let's I'm do our good. pros and cons now. What it? Cool. What other? What are your pros and call, uh, cons for Bokuma? My pros um, for Bokuma's team is that he's got a lot of young receivers um, on his bench as well. You know, Pittman, Claypool, Nikhil Harry. Um, he would tell you Alan Lazard, uh, <laughs> James Washington. So um, that's really good. But I, I think his cons is he just lacks star power for this year, at least. Okay, yeah. And then, and then my pros is kind of the same as you. Like, he does have a lot of youth at a lot of positions, like Gardner Minshew and Locke as your two QBs. Um, those, are, those are young guys that are hopeful. Um, and then just like the receivers you said and, and Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. um, my biggest problem is it's a, a nerve wracking roster because yeah, you're, you're, you're hoping that these guys turn out like, it's kind of like a rookie draft pick where you can't guarantee anything. You're really just praying that your, your cards turn out correctly. Um, and on top of that, I think he made some trades for guys that, <clears throat> that he didn't need, like, like a Sony Michelle, like to me, a guy like that should probably be on more of a win now contender that just needs a little bit of running back depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Sony Michelle is going to do anything to push him over the edge. Um, and then because of that, I'm, I'm just nervous because doesn't have a lot of draft picks. He already said in the comment section, he's got a crap ton of fourth <laughs> rounders, like eight fourth round picks. And, and that's not good. Um, so I think he he's gonna. If I was him, pray that these guys hit. And when your young players hit, or or even like your middle aged players hit, 
think about trading them for for good value. Like if Sony Michelle has a great week, think about trading him. Perryman, even Mike Williams. Like if these guys do do hit it, um, I would think about trading them. But yeah. Can we have the translation on Dallas Goddard's nickname? What the one two Mayweather three four McGregor? I didn't. Even, you can't even see the rest of it. What's the rest of it? The rest says Ertz is, and then there's emoji. I, uh, I I don't know what that is. And then Zach Moss says workhorse running back one. Ask Eric. Uh, that that's that's because I own uh Singletary. Okay. And so he's he's kind of flexing, saying that Zach Moss is better than Singletary. Okay. Because he we we've talked about trades before between them. And uh, and our values are are definitely different. <laughs> but I'm with you. That Dallas Goddard one, like I know Mayweather and McGregor fought, but I don't. I don't, yeah, know, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Spaghetti brain. Um, <laughs> all right, number eleven. Who is number eleven on your list, my man? Uh, I'm super nervous about this. I think I'm going to get this really wrong. Um, and I actually kind of like his team, but I don't know. It's just how it turned out. I have number 11 as Clay. Oh! Clay. Um, so we, we're already going to different uh, yep, differential. Yep, I have him as a 3-10 and 10 record. Um, his team name, I got to put team names. I love team names. It's Scott's Tots, which is friggin' awesome name. Oh, might be the best one in the league. Um. Yeah. So, do you want me to do my pros and cons, or do you want to say you're number eleven? Um. Yeah, you can go for your pros and cons. That's fine. Cool. So I say my pro is that he has a lot of good building blocks in Deshaun Watson, Josh Jacobs, Calvin Wrigley. Yeah, your boy, Josh Jacobs. I know. Oh, so much, so much love, so much love. <laughs> Send me offers, man. I will overpay. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe, maybe not. Um. <laughs> Uh, it, my con is I, I just think there's um, for this year he, his roster's just too young for this year. Um, could totally be wrong, um, but I, I just think a, a lot of breakouts would have to happen for him to contend. That's just my opinion. So, and I think although he has a safe floor because it's, it's Deshaun Watson, I think he's going to struggle without uh, without Hopkins there. So. All right, and yep. uh, like I said earlier, we're already different. Um, nice. And you, you said he had a record of three and ten. That yep, yep. Okay, so for with a record of two and eleven. Okay. So this team is is slightly worse. I I guess I'm a little bit meaner with with records than you are. Um, <laughs> I have G Money coming in at number eleven. Okay. Uh, and and my big thing. I do like Kyler Murray. Um, I think he's going to have a, a steady, solid year. But for me, uh, kind of like Nathan, there's just not a lot of star power. Um, at running back, Cam Akers and Tevin Coleman being your starters, like that's so scary. That's not getting yep. it done. Yep. Um, and kind of like what you said with Clay, there are a lot of young guys that are going to need time. Um, Brandon Ayuk is a rookie. Uh, DJ Shark has a chance to break out this year, uh, but we haven't quite seen it yet, and and so on and so forth. There's just there's just no studs. Like you look at this roster, 
and to me it's DJ Chark and it's Kyler Murray. Those are his studs. And and to me those aren't even like they're not elite at their position yet, personally. Um the bench is a little scary as well. He's hopeful. Josh Gordon comes back for sure. Not a bad suspension. And you're hopeful that Antonio Brown can shape up his life and maybe grab a team. Drop. Um, that is a drop, hundred percent. I you're you're a drop on Brown? Yep. I think with our with our benches, I I think he can hang on to him personally. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's he can. other guys. It's not hurting his team yeah, with our deep uh, bench, but Yeah. I don't know. I'm not holding on to him. He's got an eight game suspension even if he gets a team, you know. So, yep. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I just don't see I don't see a lot of like like AJ Brown last year. We weren't sure about him, team we didn't love. But like he had those huge like weak winning games. I don't see anybody on his team really being capable of doing that. Maybe DJ Chark has one or two, or um, T- or Ty Hilton. He he can't. Have those. I I hate Ty Hilton this year. I think they finally got some weapons that they like, and I think Pittman's going to eat a lot of his his work. Um, and so is Paris Campbell, and so yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. And so because of that, like those are the type of players where even if you're a bad team those guys can steal a week for you like if you owned a will fuller like he can steal a week for you yep um so that's why i I just don't think he's gonna get as many of those lucky wins right right okay so moving on number 10 for me is also well you had him at 11 but i have g money at 10 with a record of four and nine and honestly my, my pros and cons are really similar to what you just said um, you know, good youth, but a lot scares you too. Um, especially the running back situation, like you talked about. So nice. Okay. Um, I'm at number ten as well. Three and ten, being being rough on these records, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's all good. I had uh, eight, I had eight out of the ten with winning records, so I'm pretty sure that doesn't make sense, but. Whatever. I had eight. I had eight out of the ten with winning records as oh, well. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. This is what we say: if you add up the wins and losses, they don't add up properly. <laughs> but it, I think we get to play it safe because we thought G Money was going to be great last year, and then he got screwed right be, right before the season started. Yeah, he got and hosed. so, like that's kind of the the safety buffer that we're putting in here. Um, and so, number ten for me is Laser Dude. So this is the first we've seen of him on either of ours. And uh, I I said to you, and you agreed, and maybe I should bump him up to 4-9. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to bump him up to 4-9. Last second Aww. change. Aww. He's, he's still number 10. Still number 10. But 4-9. Um, stay in your lane, laser dude. Stay in your lane. <laughs> and and we kind of said this before, uh, before we started the podcast. I was pleasantly surprised with with how good his starting roster was. Yeah. Um like Mark Ingram and Kenyon Drake is a good running back duo. Yep. AJ Brown and Marvin Jones is a pretty solid wide receiver duo. I love Hayden Hurst. Um and then James White and Kareem Hunt. That's not terrible. After that though, his team falls off a cliff. Yep. Like just absolutely tumbles off the cliff. And so that's where on bye weeks and on on like if he gets any injuries or, or anybody nicked up, I think he's going to be in a world of hurt. But 
Kind of unlike how I talked with G Money, where I don't think there's any guys on G Money that can pop off and steal a week. I see that all over the place with Laser Dude's team. Kenyon Drake can pop up, pop off. AJ Brown, Marvin Jones, we've seen it so many times. And then if Nick Chubb gets injured, heaven forbid for me, Kareem Hunt would be a stud. Oh, yeah. And so that's the kind of potential where I think he's going to be capable of stealing a week here or there. Yep. Yeah. And I think I know what your number nine is, Noah. It is also Laser Dude. <laughs> um, yeah, his name is Ryan, by the way, his actual name. Yep. Uh, yeah, good old Laser Dude. I have him with a six and seven record. Woo! I don't hate it. I yep. don't hate it. And I like it, actually. Just like G-Money, my pros and cons are kind of just the same as yours. I have uh, my cons as almost no depth. but uh, Sorry, I'm yeah. kind of sniping all your pros and cons. It's here. all good. No I think you, hopefully hopefully you'll get me first <laughs> coming up. It's all good. Um, yeah, yeah. So you agree with just how you think he's got some guys that can just steal some weeks? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, but I mean... It's almost kind of good, though, because if he lands in the consolation bracket and has a solid team like this, he could vie for that number one pick, you know? So I, I, I For like real, that. though. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Laser, do you want to give me your number one pick again? <laughs> I would love it because I have faith in you. Just like last year, you can get me that number one overall. Yes. Please, Laser. So that you can trade it away to DeYoung, and DeYoung can have a stud on the Thursday night game. You know what? Sorry, too yeah. soon? <laughs> no, no. I actually, I, I have no regrets. I'm, I know. I, know. I, I would do that trade again because yep. it got me Nick Chubb and it got me Rager. Yep. Um, and, it, and I still got Dobbins. Um, and yeah, it you, got me, and my fifth got me Lamar. So Yeah, you got a load for that. So um, I'm bummed. Like I said, you asked me earlier who I wish I had. I would love to have Clyde Edwards-Alaire on a team, oh, but, but I just don't. Ironically, the the closest I've gotten is uh you know Tori Olson. Yep. Uh I I draft for him every year in his little like in his <laughs> league because he's not good at fantasy football. And uh and I drafted Clyde Edwards Clyde Edwards lay for him. Oh, I got I had the hot sweats. I was so jealous. But uh good for good for his team, I guess. All yeah. right, number 9 for me, is that correct? Yes. Yep. Also with the record at four and nine, but I have him probably. I'm we're gonna say I have him with more points, um, and that is Clay. Uh, you had Clay as your 11. number eleven, correct? Yep. Um, but what was the record? His record three and ten. So we only have them one win off. Yeah. Um, which isn't bad. I I really like. Deshaun Watson, Josh Jacobs, and Calvin Ridley. I think unlike Laser Dude's team in, in the guys before, um, those guys have broken out, and I think that they are studs, and they're going to just carry week in and week, uh, week out. Um, he's just got a lot of hope with the other guys. Um, but I, I think he has the best depth out of the bottom four teams. Um, mm-hmm. at, at QB... And and at at receiver, I think he does have some a mix of older guys on his roster that can kind of plug and play and and save him um, on a bye week. So personally, I think that four wins is in the realm of possibility. But like you said, like you had him at number eleven and only one win less, so it's not that far apart. Yep. Yeah, 
So, moving on to number eight, I have Zach Dykstra with a record of seven and six. Woo! Yep. So, Dykstra, um, I'd say his pros are, like, he has really good running backs and receivers, especially as, as starters. Um, really like that. And then even on his bench, he's got um, Gurley and Philip Lindsay. Um, and for starting receivers, he's got Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, and Adam Thielen. And Will Fuller had a good night Thursday night. So 31% target share? Are you freaking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So um, pretty, pretty balanced roster, to be honest with you. Um, the thing that does scare me is he has a um, little bit older quarterbacks that um, are slowly going down in value. Um, I mean, they're not terrible. I mean, Rodgers and Cousins are both still uh, very good quarterbacks. But, um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I'm – well, I don't – are you suggesting I have Dykstra at number eight is what I'm saying? I am suggesting that. Oh, well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I have him at exactly seven and six as well. Whoa! Uh, so this is the first, like, well, Nathan, we were one off for, like, yeah. wins and losses. But this is the first, like, bang on we have identical. Yep. Um, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you said. Uh, what What's... It, I'm flabbergasted. When you just think of what Dykstra's team looked like at the end of last year and what this team looks like now, and they aren't even close. Like, it's insane. It's very different. Um, very different. Uh, what I probably have Dykstra higher up with his last year's team? Yeah, probably. Um, but this one does have a little more depth. I yep. just think that he lost the star power that he had on the previous team. Um, I love Kamara and Godwin and Cooper Cup. I think those are his three studs that he's going to count on week in and week out. Um, I've, I'm not huge on Hunter Henry. I'm lower than consensus on Adam Thielen. I don't think he's going to ball out quite as much as people are going to say because a lot of people have him as like their number nine or ten wide receiver this year. Um, and same with Lev Bell. I just don't – he doesn't have a ceiling for me. Um, yeah. That Adam Gase just sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> – Seriously. But he does, he the but like the big difference for me compared to the bottom four teams and why Dykstra jumps up three wins compared to the next guy, is he just has way better depth, way like like it's not elite like there's there's guys ahead of him coming up that have much better depth than even he does, but um now we're getting to a spot where these these top eight teams have a lot of people to plug in on a bye week or if there's an injury that happens. And so that's where Dykstra at 7-6, which he's number eight on my list, but he's not like the pack. For me, the pack really tightens up. Um, two through eight is very, very close. Yeah, um, I would number, agree. Number one is a slight tear break above, and number eight is a slight tear break down. So I would say two, two to seven is super, super close to me. I completely agree. Yep. All right, Noah, who do you have at number seven? Number seven, I have you, Eric. Interesting. Um, team name is E. Westland. 
extremely uncreative. <laughs> Seriously, guys, like it's not just Google fantasy football team names. It's not hard. Good night. Did you like my nickname in the Keeper City League at least? <sighs> I didn't understand See, it to be completely honest. Oh, Quan Solo, like Saquon, but then like yeah, you're not a Star Wars guy, so like no, Han no, Solo, no. you wouldn't know that. So I, I know Han who Han, Solo, I know who Han Solo. I know who Han yeah, Solo is. Yeah, it's a play it, on Saquon. Okay, okay, that's I'm fine with that. Like, I don't get it, but that's because I'm not a Star Wars guy. But like, that, see, it's creativity. I appreciate okay, that. Okay, come on, people, like Dykstra, you too. Oh. Dykstra, anyway. hold firm, man, hold firm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So I have you at number seven with a record of eight and five. Um, and by the way, we did not talk to each other beforehand about what these rankings would be. So at all. Um, yeah. Anyway, eight and five. I have you at, um, you really threw me off with your acquisition of Lamar Jackson, because although your team is not terrible, um, it definitely looked like you were rebuilding with the draft picks and trading for more picks. Um, but then you got Nick Chubb, Lamar Jackson, um, and that really changed it. So I love your um i love the running back stack of mixon and chubb and then obviously lamar jackson is just in a league of his own um i would say i just have the your the con as Diggs and beckham to me those guys maybe it's just an opinion thing i love um, them i love them i think both of them have the opportunity where they could both end the season as top 10 wide receivers yeah but i think they both they're a high risk, high reward. They both play. could be I, like early twenties. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah. So I mean, little thin at depth, but not terrible. So, yeah. Don't hate it. Don't hate it, man. Yep. Um, and uh, number seven. I guess I'm gonna have to bounce it right back at you because I have you at number 7 oh. with a record of exactly 8 and 5. Oh. Um so look at that. Oh. For, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> for for me, I I look at your team. Um Mahomes is fantastic. Zeke and Aaron Jones are great. Hopkins is is really solid. I think he's going to be quite a bit worse compared to last year. I think he's going to go down in touches and and overall just everything. Um, and then gotta love Kittle and Landry's just, he's solid. You're, you know, what we're going to get yep. kind of that, that 15 to 20 range, I, I believe is kind of where he's just going to be for me after that though. It's, it's your, your flexes and your bench. I am terrified of for, for just of what you have known commodities. Marlon Mack could be really solid. I have no idea because, in my opinion, I think JT, Jonathan Taylor, is going to steamroll that job and just take it. Most likely. Uh, he will Jerry's, also steamroll my feelings and hopes. Yeah. Jerry, <laughs> and, and I, honestly, that kind of goes along with just like this offseason was, was you, you were one of the biggest losers, in my opinion. And nothing for Thank what you, you did. Great. Nothing for what you did. <laughs> But man, did that NFL draft just take a dookie all over you? And here's the thing about JT <laughs> that makes me sad. Like, first of all, the player, the guy, love him. But I can see, as a Marlon Mack owner, I can see him just coming my way with stronger, bigger weapons. Like, I can see that he's going to defeat me. And <laughs> if you know me well, if you know me well, when it comes like 
I'm a huge Seahawks Mariners fan as far as professional sports. But when it comes to college, I'm all about the University of Michigan, where I live now. And JT played at Wisconsin. And every time they played Michigan, he, he wrecked us them. every he time. Steamrolled steam them. <laughs> it wasn't like close. 70, 80 yard bombs. It was pretty of bad. Runs. <laughs> um, so like, no, you, well, you, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna. Yeah, I was gonna keep going on that, and it's pointless. But yes, yeah, you so. you get to talk about you when you rank yourself. Okay, fine. This is my turn to roast you. Sorry. Um, my yeah, my thing is just your your depth and your flexes. Like, uh, I feel like guys in your bench are gonna pop off, and you're gonna be mad because they were in consideration for starting on your flex. But you have that kind of like five guys that that you could throw in there and it's like i don't know who's gonna have the better day and so there's gonna be weeks where you hit it and i think there's gonna be weeks where you don't um like i said you were one of the biggest losers in my opinion this offseason because of the draft uh like guys like jared stidham getting replaced by cam newton um daryl henderson getting replaced by cam Akers, marla mack jt um Keyshawn vaughn looking like it could be his backfield and now it looks like all he's doing is returning kicks yeah what the um, hell sorry yeah well apparently that guy has just been an idiot in training camp like he's been lazy and slow and doesn't give a crap like his work ethic apparently is, is really bad just what you um, want in a draft pick just what you want <laughs> um and so that's that's my biggest concern is on bye weeks and um on weeks where maybe guys are a little bit beat up I feel like you're going to be playing a real hit and miss where you might you might hit a home run. You might pick the right guys, but I think you're going to pick the wrong guys here a little bit too. Um, yeah. It's just like so yeah. real quick, I had another punch to the gut. On my way home yesterday, I was listening to the local sports radio here in Michigan, and I picked up Quintez Cephas in the fourth round. And apparently at training camp, he's been clocked at running slower than the Lions linebackers. What the hell? <laughs> Come on, my draft picks. Get your crap together. Good <laughs> lord. What's what's uh. nuts is is when we went over the rookie draft, we both were like, dude, we know you didn't get CeeDee Lamb, but man, did you hit a home run on all your picks? And your picks are like, suck a nut, Noah. We Seriously. we don't we do not give a crap about your team. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I think I think if the cards play correctly, you could jump up, but I'm sorry, I'm projecting that they don't play correctly. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I agree with most of what you said there, but <laughs> All right, All number right. 6. Number 6, I have Jay Cozier. Team name Jay Cozier. <laughs> um. Yes, out of boy. Stay strong. <laughs> I also have him at a 8 and 5. He was, of course, the champion last year. Um, my pro for him is that... If he wins this year... I know. Reset the league. Tear it down, start over. Um, the pro is he kind of has, like, top-end talent at every position. Um, kind of. <laughs> yeah. That Well, that's what plays into my con that a lot of his guys are older and more injury-prone. Um, with exception to um, Saquon Barkley and probably Dick Prescott too. But um, all the other guys are kind of either on the downward or injury prone, um, what have you. So 
Um, yeah. Yep. That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like someone slowly drowning. Like, just, just bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm still sad from your take on my team. Uh, uh, it's like I've been thinking it, but now that somebody said it with their words, it's like, I just, I hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, your team's great. Does that Thanks, make you better? Thanks, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> um, at a same the same record as you know at eight and five, but just more points. So if if guys a lot of guys coming up have tied records, I I figured that they would just score more points and so they're gonna yep. finish higher in the standings. Yep. Um. So number six, eight and five, I have Zach Viss. Um, which I I honestly think we're gonna disagree a lot with our top six here. Probably top seven. Yeah. Um, except for number one, I think we both have the the same number one. Yeah. Um. Shocker. But. At number six, I have Zach Viss. I think um, the trade that he made, I actually really like Dak Prescott. And I think that there's no... They had the number one offense last year. And there is no flipping way they get any worse. You replace Randall Cobb and Jason Witten with Blake Jarwin and CeeDee Lamb. Oh, How are you getting worse? Noah, are, does that sound like you're getting worse? No. Nope. No, no. You would say C. Lamb's an upgrade, right? Yes. yes. Oh, good lord! Don't get me started. Yes, like, getting hot and sweaty over there. Oh, aren't we? seriously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's her. Like missing on Dak Prescott, I think is a big loss because Josh Allen to me is a wild card. He can. I think he's gonna have his great games, and I think he's gonna have his absolute just dookies. And that's because they have a great defense, um, and I think he's a little bit inexperienced still. Um, the strengths for Viss though is definitely wide receiver, even though he got rid of Keenan Allen, like you said, Devonte Parker is pretty much just as good. Um, he's got those top four guys that are just absolute studs. Um, but I think Waller is going to take a huge step down from last year. They actually have wide receivers this year that they can throw to. Um, so I think his production is going to go down and then running back really scares me for him. Um, on his bench for running back, he's got Jordan Howard and the newly acquired James Robinson. He needs those guys to hit. If yep. they don't, sticking with just Melvin Gordon and Chris Carson makes me so nervous, not just for bye weeks, but both of those guys have had a history of like not serious injuries, but those kind of nick-ups where they miss a week or two. Um, unfortunately for him, Chris Carson is really good at doing that during the playoffs um the fantasy football playoffs and so that's the kind of thing that that makes me really nervous with this roster i don't think he has the depth to maintain a full season um but but his starters are really stacked if if he does if he gets kind of like your your wife mary beth i've never seen someone more gifted with health on a fantasy football team like she knows how to pick them yeah um if she if, if if he has a Miracle season like that where everybody stays healthy, he's going to be really tough to beat. But that's number six for me. Noah? Okay. Moving on to number five. That is where I have myself. Team name, there's a crack in my butt. Said like Woody. <laughs> um, I have my record. Actually, just like you have my record at eight and five. I just think I'll have more points than uh, yourself and Jay Cozier. So yeah, I'm not that far off with yeah. you. You act yeah, you act yeah. like I kicked you in the nuts, but 
Well, same I, record. I didn't say you were saying anything untrue. It just felt bad. <laughs> you know. Well, break down your team now. You I want to hear the. Like I want to hear the get, truth. It's like when you get kicked in the nuts and you're writhing on the ground, and somebody says, "Hey, it looks like you just got kicked in the nuts." It's like, yeah, no crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I want. I want the whole the the whole truth and nothing but the truth, Noah. What okay. What's your team? First of all, I have to explain. Do you understand the the little picture of my team? Uh, the Dodgers pitcher. Do you understand? You, uh, there what I read the story a while ago. What was it? It was earlier this this year. Yeah, so you know how the the Houston well, Astros was there a suspension? Didn't he get suspended? Yeah, he got that? suspended. Which yeah, is it, you know the Astros in baseball had this big cheating scandal. Yep, um, yep, where yep. They um, hit the garbage can and cameras, cameras to pick all up pitches, stuff. which is taking cheating to a whole nother level. Where he was smart. Playing, he was playing against the Astros this year, and he beamed two guys in a row. Yeah, and as he left the field, he did this little like, Wah! like, oh my gosh, it was hilarious. So, I just said that. so he was a hero to everybody's heart, but yours. But oh. I mean, but but the Astros, I mean, exactly, just yeah, massive hero. Anyway, yeah, no, honestly, it's kind of the same as you said for my team. Um, I I I love Mahomes, Zeke, and D Hop, um, and pretty much, you know, my starters. Kittle. Um, with exceptions to the flex, um, I'm very confident of. Um, but, yeah, I did kind of get screwed with the draft and everything. I, I still think that Daryl Henderson is going to get enough work to be relevant. Um, oh, man. The fact, I, that, I, I mean, the fact I, that Malcolm Brown is their starter makes me really nervous for him. Yeah, but Daryl Henderson's been dealing with injury. It's not that he's been playing worse. He's been dealing with injuries in training camp. Um, I'm Wait, not what about say- last year, though? I'm not saying I'm. Cu- I think last year when he did get run, he looked pretty good. I-, I don't think he looked worse than Malcolm Brown on the field, personally, just by the eye test. Um, now, look, I'm not banking on him having a role in the office. <laughs> o- office. Well, he's not in your starting lineup. So exactly, I, yeah. exactly. So don't hear what I'm not saying. But yeah. um, I don't know. I-, I-, I think personally, I think if you have a deeper bench in a redraft he's worth just stashing as one of your last picks um just to see um just because that's can be such an efficient offense if they're clicking um but yeah um other than that i think pretty much just the same what you said but i would say one guy that i think nobody has talked about that has the possibility of having a good year is lavisca chenault um, I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that he's. <laughs> I don't think that he's better than the wide receivers that were drafted above him. I'm not saying that people are down on him when he should have been up. I just think that wherever he's gone, he has massively impressed. Um, they're super excited about him in camp. Um, I think it was the senior game when um, people were asking who balled out, and a bunch of people were saying Lavisca Chenault looked amazing um and so i mean again, i'm not banking on him either but um i think he is the possibility and there's nobody else there <laughs> i mean dj chark dj chark that guy's gonna feed yeah and he's not gonna get more opportunity than chark um but past that i mean you're not excited about the running backs so he could get a little run there um i'm like you i don't i don't love the swiss army knife type just because for fantasy they don't usually 
have a ton of yeah. success. So I don't love hearing that necessarily, but um, I think it'll be interesting to see what he might do. This so. might be another kick to the nuts. I think he's a slightly worse version of Cordell Patterson. Oh, no, I don't think that. No. Who Cordell Patterson was better in college than Chanel. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to be Cordero Patterson. You think he's going to jump up to the next level better? Oh, I don't know about that, but um I think he'll have way more opportunity and I think he's more talented. So, but for your I, sake, let's hope not. Let's let's hope yeah. he's a Percy Harvin. Oh, yeah. But yeah. And the but, Chris uh, yeah. Thompson trade looks a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Thompson trade looks really good. If that guy, Mr. Glassbones, doesn't fall apart, you're going to have a stud. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so that was your number five? Yep. And uh, my number five, someone we have not talked about, is Zach DeYoung. Oh. Um, so obviously you have DeYoung over both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him at eight and five, same as you and Zach Viss. So, okay. do we both have three people at eight and five? Yes. My wow. Eight, my eight and fives are me, you, and Jake Cozier. Okay, and then mine are you, Vis, and DeYoung. Um, once again, like we're getting we're getting up there now. Where it's very very solid. Everybody's good. Um, great studs on all, on all, all the teams that we're talking about coming up. Um, my big difference maker is. I think why DeYoung is just a little bit behind the top four is just proven players. I think um, I think like Sanders and Edwards-Alaire, great. Cooper, you know what he is. Um, Sutton, we talked about Sutton. Potential's there, but, but is he going to actually hit this year? We don't know. Um, but my big thing is there's just a lot of question marks. Um, Terry McLaurin, is he going to actually keep taking that step up? Um, Jonathan Taylor, when is he taking over? Uh, like I said, Sutton. I'm not as high on Miles Sanders personally. I don't think he can handle the full workload. Um, and I think that there are going to have to spell him a little bit more than people would desire. Uh, and then and then my big thing is, is on the bench. I just, I think his guys are, are a year or two out with a lot of his pieces. Um like a like a Slayton Preston Williams like we don't we can't bank on them this year. Um, Kenny Galladay is on his bench. I will say so that's a, a that's a big um, a big player for for both yeah. of us. I would say absolutely. Um, but yeah, my big thing is I don't quite see the depth for bye weeks, and um, he's a guy where obviously you have him higher than I do. If these young dudes like Terry McLaurin. Taylor, Sutton, all these guys, if they actually do hit their ceilings and their potential and they, they develop quicker than I think, um, he can easily be a top two or three team. Um, I just don't foresee this year being DeYoung's peak. I think next year is when he's really going to be dangerous. Okay. Interesting. So eight and five. Okay. At number four, I have Drake. The Slim Gingy. Um, I have his record at 9-4. and four. Um, I think as far as good things, his a uh, lot of good wide receivers. I love the four that he has in the starting lineup. Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, 
um, and Robinson. I mean, best in the league, in my opinion. Oh yeah, really, I think really he. Good. I think he's slightly over Zach Viss now. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially with Viss getting rid of Keenan Allen today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love that. Um, I think the bad thing is his quarterback play. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger could have a big year if he stays healthy, but he's been injured a lot and he's getting really old. Um, and then I'm not excited about Goff personally. I don't know. Um, he's a real hit and miss dude. Cause like yeah. you said earlier, when you were talking about, um, Henderson, when yeah. their offense is clicking, it's good. Yep. But that's, that's a question mark, obviously. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, these teams are all, I think you could say two through eight is really going to be interesting and really close. So I think you can throw Dykstra into that. So, yeah. Yep, that is my... And what do you think about his bench? His bench? um... Oh, yeah, he's got David Johnson. That's good. I forgot about that. Mostert. Um, Mostert. Um, it's it's solid. Miko Hardman's down there. Um, we haven't seen Miles Boykin do anything yet, but he, I mean, could. Um, yeah, solid bench. Don't hate it. What do you think? Well, uh, are you saying he's my number four? I that's what I'm saying. I'm calling it out. Well, he is not my number four. Ah, dang it! <laughs> I have myself as number four. Oh, it is word. it is finally come <laughs> shut up. <laughs> hey, hey, last year I was down on myself. I had I think I had me at six or seven and I finished like seventh or eighth or something like that. So okay. I was I was lower on myself than you last year. Yep. Um so this year I'm a little higher. Um I have myself at a whopping nine and four, so much ahead of you. Uh <laughs> which which you'll see with the guys ahead. I have myself at a nine and four, but I think my point total is a little bit lower. So these guys that are are, are eight and five, like a DeYoung and Zach Viss, or even you, there's a chance that you guys might have more points than me. Um, but I just squeaked out a couple, uh, one more win. For me personally, like you said, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Mixon, Chubb, I think are just like just studs. They're going to be good. I am higher on Odell Beckham and Stefan Diggs, um, way more than consensus. Like you're you're probably in the boat with most people. A lot of people hate Stefan Diggs this year. Um, like they have him ranked in the mid twenties at wide receiver. Uh, would you agree with that for you? Uh yeah, probably. I wouldn't say I hate either one of them. I just I, I think um I think a lot of the industry sees Odell Beckham breaking out and I just I have to see it to believe it type thing. Yep, yep. Don't hate it. Um the reason why I have myself slightly above a few other people is I actually just like my depth a little bit more and some potential. Um, I see like Carson Wentz being one of the better backups in the whole entire league at QB. And so if something happened to uh, Jackson or on a bye week, he's a good fill-in. Um, and then I'm really excited about, uh, I think Tariq Cohen's going to have a bounce back year. It's going to be more like two years ago for him. Thank you, Drake, for just dropping him. I actually uh, think that's a possibility. Yeah, especially with with all this talk about Montgomery being with the groin injury, even though he's supposed to be back healthy. I don't buy uh, that at 
Oh, I don't either. And if he rushes it early, we've seen it with guys like Kamara and Saquon Barkley last year. And Thielen, they, too. Yeah. Yep, when they worse. rushed their injuries, it just screwed them, right? Yep. Um, and then for me, I'm way higher on Christian Kirk than, than the consensus. But I don't think he's a stud. I just think he's a safe guy that an injury happens or a bye week happens. I throw him in the flex, and I really like that. Yep. Um, and then J.K. Dobbins is he's he's the wild card. I'm projecting him to to kind of really break out by about week four, and if that does happen, if he kind of starts winning over a lot more touches, uh, it could be huge for me. I will say one thing, and I <laughs> I remember not this not this rookie draft, but two rookie drafts ago. That's when I picked up. Uh, uh, Marquise Brown and Justice Hill. Remember that? Ah, yes. And at the time, I I just picked up Mark Andrews off of waiver wire, so I owned three Baltimore Raven players. And I remember you asking me on the follow up after the draft. You're like, man, are you sure you want to trust the Ravens' offense that much? <laughs> and I, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I guess so. We'll kind of see how they do. And then they explode, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So, but, but I've almost like tripled down on that where now I have JK Dobbins and I have Lamar Jackson. So I have their starting QB, their future running back, their starting tight end and their starting wide receiver one in, in Marquise Brown. So I'm really living on the success of the Ravens. There we go. If, if they dominate, which a lot of people think they're going to be good this year. If they dominate, I should be okay. But if they have a bad year, I'm in a world of hurt. Um, so so we'll, we'll kind of see with that. But yeah, I just slightly like my depth pieces a little more than I like Zach DeYoung, Viss, and yourself. I think that my flexes are going to be a little bit more consistent, okay. which is why I just have maybe like my total points won't be quite as good, but I just see myself getting a few more of those, like one more extra win because of it. I like it. I like it. All right, moving on. My number three is Zach DeYoung, the ugly stepbrother. Uh, number record, three for you? Yep, at a record of nine and four. Um, yeah, I mean, not. I, I don't differ a ton in opinion from what you said about DeYoung's team. Um, I also am maybe a little bit higher on Sanders than what you said. Um, but I'm also a little skeptical if he can handle a full workload. I think the thing that could save him is um, they've never, the Eagles haven't really ever used a true workhorse running back. So maybe if he has less touches, he'll be more efficient. I mean, yeah. it sounds kind of strange, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and you're not like, you're probably like me where I'm not projecting that he's like running back 20, Right. I'm just yeah. I'm just not on the hype train. Some people think he's like running back six or five potential. And I don't see that. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I think he's got some really high risk wide receivers. I mean, I'd love to have Scary Terry, but um the quarterback play is a little nerve wracking. Um and Amari Cooper, ugh. Oh, I cannot stand that. Hey, hey, Mister, you love nicknames so much. How's that nickname? Oh, it's yuck still dog. there, still there, Mister Consistent. Oh, hate it. I mean, Amari Cooper's nickname should be 
freaking sliver in my butt cheek. That's what it feels like when you play them. Ugh. You can't really see it, so you can't get it out, you know? Ugh. You need help, but no one wants to help you. Exactly. That's how, yeah. That's what it is to have a Mark Cooper. Like, you need help. You need someone to trade for him and give you good value, but no one wants to. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I do love his, his draft picks with um, Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You mean you love the 101 and the 102 picks? I know, right? You're nuts. <laughs> so, and I love that um, his backup quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Daniel Jones. That's awesome, too. So, yep. Kenny G on the bench. Um, yep. Because if Daniel Jones – oh, yeah, I always I forget about that just like you did. But yeah. if Daniel Jones um, does break out and is really good, that could be a trade piece for him because he doesn't need him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or he could do that with the other quarterbacks too, whatever. So What, what if they let Russ cook, though, Noah? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get hot and sweaty. Be still my beating heart. <laughs> Oh. please let it happen oh my i'm gosh. sick of going into the fourth quarter behind by 10 <laughs> seriously like the pro is like we're always in it so like if the seahawks are down by four touchdowns going to the fourth quarter i'm still like you know we still got a chance it's all There's good. a chance we did it against the packers in the, in the playoffs pretty much yeah but <laughs> oh every time man every time <laughs> it's like you almost wish that russell wilson was a little meaner you know, yeah, like Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. It's reason why they are so well good for each other. But it's like, like the sky is always just blue and sunny, and Skittles are raining down. Oh man! Sometimes you just wish Russ would just grab Pete Carroll by the collar and just yeah. be like, "I'm calling the plays this quarter, and you're gonna watch me get us a lead for the first time this year." Yeah. And like, suck it. Like, that's what... Just... Come on, Russell. Yeah. Like, just be like, Pete, you know, if you don't let me cook, I, I'm i going to puke all over those clean white tennis shoes, you know? Nailed it. I'm uh, going to steal all your bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. All right. We're getting off on a rabbit trail, but yeah. Shocker. That is my number three, Zach. Number three? And you had him at nine and four? Yes. I also have my number three at nine and four, and it is Jake Ozier. You had him at six, I believe. Yes, but I had his record at eight and five, so not a ton of difference in record. But Exactly. Like, yeah, the two through seven are all within, well, I won't spoil yet. Well, we'll wait. I'm not at two yet. Jake Ozier, number three, nine and four. Uh, you kind of showed it where you you said that he does have an incredible starting roster um but your big con was that they're old and and risk adverse right so there's a lot of risk injury there uh i see that and i understand it but man i don't want to project injury and and james connor very injury prone zach Ertz, aj green even mike evans has been beat up the last couple years with hammies he's beat Um, up right now (laughs) he's beat up right now that that as a as our lovely friend Zach DeYoung would say, a nasty hangnail. Yeah. Nasty <laughs> hangnail is going to hobbit Mike Evans. Um, his starting roster is just so good, you can't ignore it, though. Yep. Um, like, every single one of these guys, if they are healthy, if they are playing at 100% or even close to it, 
they're going to score amazing amount of points. Like they are the number one wide receiver or the number one running back on their team, and it's and it's not even close, except for and, maybe Evans and Godwin. And Zach Ertz continues to take advantage of the injuries on the wide receiver core. <laughs> yep, you thought that this year they traded for some guys, they drafted Jalen Rager. You're like, hey. There's no way Zach Ertz gets as many touches because there's no way their team's going to be that beat up at wide receiver. Well, they are, and maybe even worse. Like, yep, they have Deshaun Jackson, and that's it. And Rager is coming back, but he's not going to be 100% for this week. Um, yeah, I, my concern, and I, I believe you touched on it, um, is when you get away from the starters, it's, it's not it's not like the greatest thing to look at um at qb with rivers and donald darnold you're not loved about that like peterson eh carlos hyde leonard fournette we'll we'll see fournette might might change things up quite a bit if do you who do you think's the starter there ronald jones or leonard fournette uh i mean for just week one or I, 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 no, screw that. I, I think the starter is Ronald Jones. I think week one, it's for sure Ronald Jones. But personally, I think by week three or four, it's going to be Fournette. Uh, really? I think Fournette's better. Okay. I think he's much better, actually. I think they're neck and neck. Ugh. Ugh. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm, you don't You money. don't want either of them. Let's right. be honest. Like You don't love either of them. But Yeah. yeah. And then wide receiver, like... he. He's got four studs on his on his like starting roster, but after that, like you're risking Sammy Watkins as kind of your next guy or John Ross. Like you're yeah. really just hoping for something big, a miracle to happen. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. I think I think he's got a stud team. It's just whether or not he can keep him healthy. Um, let's pray that in the playoffs they aren't, so that he doesn't win back to back. Because I'm really starting to love my team, and I I wanna. I want to play next year. Really, really bad. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I have him, 9-4. and four. Just a few more points than myself is why he's ahead of me. Okay, okay. All right, so moving on. Number two. Number two, I have maybe the most difference in our rankings. I have Zach Viss at number two. Wow, he's my number six. Yep, but I have him... At an honest nine and four. Okay. So my So he's real close. Yeah. So my two, three, and four are nine and four, and my five, six, and seven are eight and five. And that's because I think it's gonna be close and competitive. You know? It might be like that for me. Oh. <laughs> uh, his team name is the Vinegar Strokes, another clever name if you have watched the league. I know you haven't, Eric. I almost we'll got just, I think I got halfway through episode one. We will just skip past that. Halfway through episode one. No one cares. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think – I mean, his wide receivers are awesome. Um, maybe not quite in the realm of Drake's, but – The top number, two, are, two are higher, but but I think the bottom two, I got to give them to Drake. I got I to gotta yes. give those flex to Drake. Yep, Lockett and Robinson. Yep, yep. I agree. Um, he also has great quarterbacks, great quarterbacks – Josh Allen, Stafford, and Cam Newton. Um, yeah, I think when I was looking at this, I thought he had David Johnson, but that's Duke Johnson. Um, 
knock still, him down, yeah, get rid of him. Yeah, I think he's got some high risk running backs though. Um, Chris Carson has dealt with some injuries lately, um, and a little bit of fumbling issues. Uh, Melvin Gordon is battling with um, Philip Lindsay. Um, and Philip Lindsay's probably not as good as Austin Eckler, but it was a similar situation in L.A. Um, so, yeah, I think he does have uh, high risk at running back with not great depth. Um, I don't hate having Jordan Howard. Um, but I, I like him. Yeah, I do too. Um, but past that, you know, Duke Johnson, Jamal Williams, Bryce Love. Yeah. don't know if those guys will get any run. Um, I know James Robinson was listed as the starter for the Jaguars, but – they're probably going to be throwing the ball a lot, and James yeah. Robinson doesn't have any experience, I don't, I don't think. I don't see many goal line opportunities. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, and it's he, not like he's going to run for 120 yards, you know? <laughs> exactly, and he's yeah. not going to catch a lot of passes because as long as Chris Thompson's healthy, you know that's his job. Yep, yep. But just kind of like I think you alluded to, like if he stays healthy, especially with those wide receivers, I mean, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, I mean, watch out. Watch out. So. Yeah, that's that's the best one-two combo at any position, I think. Yep. I think, and same with, I mean, kind of it's more high risk, but with Chris Carson and Melvin Gordon, if they can stay healthy and play to their potential, that's why mm-hmm. I have him as the highest 9-4 and four team because his point total could be out of this world. So. Yeah. His boom weeks could be huge. Yep. Yeah, yep. I agree. So, yeah. No, I don't. I, I honestly, do, like, although he's my number six, I don't hate it because I have him at eight and five. Like that's one win away, and a few points away. So yeah, well, I mean, like we talked about, that's why I think like the fight for the fifth and sixth playoff spot is going to be intense. <laughs> oh, that last week is going to be a nutty. Oh yeah. Who? Just 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 a sec. Whose first round picks do I have? Do I have any of these guys? Not to. I don't want to. I don't want to brag, but. I have Dykstra's perfect Dykstra seven or eight, man. That's where you need to finish. Get me that number one overall pick Dykstra. Do it for Eric Westland, the brand team E Westland. <laughs> you notice the guys at the top have good team names. Just saying. Well, I'm going to be at the top this year. Noah. great team name. All right. Number two for me is the slim gingy. Oh, Drake Lickle. You had him at number five or six. Where'd number you have him? Number four. Number four. At you nine had him at number four. Okay. Yeah. I also have him at nine and four. Oh, okay. I just, yep. I just have him. Um, obviously, just more points than than some of the other guys. So, just like you, which is crazy. We didn't talk about it for a second together. Yeah. We never talked about any of this for a second. But we have two, three, and four at nine and four, and we have five, six, and seven at eight and five and we both have number eight at seven and six so we have it dang close and i have a feeling that number one is going to be probably bang on with each other um so yeah for drake i'm with you where i don't love the qb position but in a single qb league i don't think it's the end of the world i think that either goff or roethlisberger will have it an all right season yeah you can get Uh, by they'll be fine like we agreed on, those four wide receivers, that is the best four-pack of wide receivers in the league. So good. Uh, like, Lockett and Robinson in your flex is disgusting. I love it. I think Robinson in the flex is so good. 
Um, once again, like a few other teams that I've talked about, I don't like projecting injury, but like a guy like Evan Ingram, the potential's there. Like when he's on the field, the dude's good. Um, but that's the problem. He just misses half his game. Yeah, but I just feel like you've been waiting so long for him to break out. This might be a hot take. I think Chris Herndon is Drake's tight end one. I think Chris Herndon is going to do better than Evan Ingram this year. And so that. I really, really like that for his team. Um, why he has Kyle Rudolph, I don't know. He shouldn't have cut him. He should have. I mean, he shouldn't have cut Cohen. He should have cut Kyle Rudolph. Yep. Thank you, Drake. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> but then, but then, like you, like you thought, maybe you thought this was Duke Johnson on his roster, but no, he has David Johnson and Raheem Mostert. Um, David Johnson looked great on Thursday. We didn't really talk yeah, about it. He did look good, but he what he ran for seven point seven yards a carry. Yeah, you that's talked good. about you talked <laughs> that's that's freakishly good. Yep. You talked about how Chris Jones was eating up on that D line. Like he was a monster. Frank Clark was Mm -hmm. all right, but yeah, to get 7.7 yards carry three out of four receptions for 32 yards. So a little over 10 yards to catch that efficiency is great. It's just the, he kind of got game scripted out, honestly. Yep. Um, by the way, did you, (laughs) I loved how, um, Chris Collinsworth pointed out the first time it happened, but then I was like paying attention to the trenches and you know how they showed Chris Jones doing that little where like you kind of, push the offensive lineman forward just a little bit, but then you grab him and throw him down to the side. Yeah, you rip him. Chris Jones did that like 10 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you you forklift him, you, you press him, yep. and then you rip him across. Yep. And it's just literally that move, what that move means is I'm a bigger man than you, and I know it. Yep. So I'm just going to do this to you all day because I actually know you cannot stop me. And his arms were like twice <sighs> as long as the offensive lineman, so he's just that screwed. Is, <laughs> that is so degrading as an I, offensive lineman. I know. To know that the guy is like like a spin move or like a fancy move or like a swim and all that. Like That's like I'm trying to out finesse you because I, don't, I can't overpower you. Right. But this is like, bro... I'm going to do the most basic trick in the game because I know you cannot stop me. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway. I, yeah. But I all that being you. said, like you're like Chris Jones is going against him and David Johnson balled out. Like, yeah. So, so the sky's the limit for him. I think it's, he's going to have a great year. Um, and then Raheem Moster is that, that guy where if they do go with him and he finishes like the end of the, the end of last year is, is what this year has to come like look out like he's gonna have some great depth some great pieces to plug in um i i once again i have him at number two because i think his point total is going to be the highest because look at what he has like derrick henry he can get 30 points in a game easy um tyree kill can do it uh lockett and robinson can have big games and even these like raheem moster we've seen him get three touchdowns in a game like if he puts him in his flex yeah so i just see Drake not only winning, but I have a feeling when he wins, they're going to be big, big wins. Um, once again, like everybody else, it's can he stay healthy and, and can he make it to the playoffs with a healthy roster? Absolutely. This is what I love is is even our number one team that we're going to get to in a second, I don't think there's anybody in the league that has like two or three running backs and two or three wide receivers on their bench. 
So they have like four or five bench pieces that are like for sure starters. Mm-hmm. Like like Drake has a couple really good running backs, but no good bench pieces at wide receiver really. Um, and this is kind of everybody's team. So that's where literally health is going to be a huge factor. And it, I think like you said, those last couple playoff spots are going to be coming down into the wire. It's probably going to be point totals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why like, even though like for instance I have this at two, you have them at six. We're really super close in our rankings because the records are similar, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, quick, quick alert for all of our huge Iowa State fans. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana just upset number twenty-three Iowa State in college football today. Ouch! Sucks to suck. Balcoma will be in mourning. It's uh it's Louisiana's first ranked uh first win against a ranked opponent since 1996. Feels bad. Wow. And that it was a, a, a 30 31 to 14. Not Ouch. close. That is a kick to the little cyclones. That's too bad. <laughs> uh <laughs> Sorry, Dion. I mean, uh Bulkama. Yeah. You're anyway. welcome, Dion. <laughs> yeah. Hakeem Butler. Sorry. Anyway, um Number 1. Number 1. Let's finish record, strong. Record of 10 and 3. It is identical. TJ, TJ Skull. Identical to me, man. Ooh. No yeah. surprise. I think for most people, this is going to be the number one team. Yep. He is number one. And kind of like you said, it's not. Even though the league in itself is super competitive, I think TJ is a little bit in a league of his own. Yeah. He's done great with trading. Um, he still has his all his picks for next year. Somehow, um, I know we're not we don't get a ton of picks this this episode, but um, but yeah, he's got um, you know I have his pros as his his running backs and his um, quarterbacks, especially with Tua kind of waiting in the wings for the future. Um, but just in general, just a really good roster. I am concerned about Juju. Um, but having CMC and Dalvin Cook, um, both, I think that makes up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty sure running back ones, um, and then he traded for Travis Kelsey. Uh, Matt Ryan should have a solid year. Um, heard good things about Deontay Johnson in the off season. Uh, I don't know who CD Lamb is. Uh, Never heard just, of him. You hate just him. Just kidding. He has my heart. Um, so does TJ when he ripped it out of my chest. Uh, Indiana Jones style? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he's got, um, you know, solid guys. Like, I think Ronald Jones will be relevant all year that he could plug in on bye weeks or mm-hmm. injury problems. He's got Alexander Madison in case Delvin Cook goes down. He's got DeAndre Swift, who has a lot of promise. Holy cow. Might, might be the best physically talented running back in the draft. Yeah. Um, AJ Dillon, um, get that out of here, dude. Shut uh, up. AJ Dillon's garbage. <laughs> AJ Dillon is trash. <laughs> Tyler Boyd on the bench. Have you watched any film on AJ Dillon? Like any college tape on him? I have not. Don't do it. It's so bad. <laughs> A little like, slow. A little if, slow. If, if I'm if I'm Derrick Henry, I have to be insulted. That this kid is constantly referred like in the same realm as me. Yeah. Ugh. 
Okay, keep going. That's It'll just, be interested to see what Irv Smith Jr. does. Love him. Um, I think Hawkinson. People, I think people are down on TJ Hawkinson, and they shouldn't be. Same. Um, I agree. If Stafford's healthy, look out for Hawkinson, I think. Yeah, just, man, such a good roster. Top to bottom, starters, bench, everything. Yep. Yeah, like a, a couple months ago, uh, like before the NHL, the, the NFL draft, um, I would have said that TJ's Achilles heel was he has zero depth and he was going to be screwed. But like you said, he has all of his picks. And Ronald Jones ends up getting the luck of the Irish where, where no one, like, unfortunately for you, Keyshawn Vaughn just doesn't show up to camp. And so it looks like it's his job. And then he somehow finagles DeAndre Swift for a great bench piece at, at running back. And then he has a guy like Tyler Boyd on the bench at wide receiver. Um, and then, yeah, TJ Hawkinson and Irv Smith. I just think it's it's impressive, the team he's put together. Uh, one thing that you didn't touch on, but I think is really important too, is outside of, like, Kelsey, his team is so young. Yeah, Like, that's what's scary. He has all his picks, and I think that TJ is not just built for this year, but he's built for the future. Um, like, Jay Cozier last year, we co- we knew that Jay Cozier was going to be a juggernaut. He was our number one number one pick for for both of us i believe for sure me um but we we kind of said like hey just like this year his team's a little older his window is shrinking a bit and jay cozier likes to use his picks to uh to get more talent like he didn't have a first or a second round pick in last year's draft tj's doing this making a juggernaut team and keeping picks like keeping depth keeping youth uh it's a little scary and I don't know if we're going to be like in the future of fantasy football with him in our league right now. Seriously. What's crazy though, is we, we talk it up and like, it is a, like in our, in our opinion, we do think it's a big tier jump from TJ to our second place guy. It's only one win though. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't, I'm so confident in how competitive the league is that that's why he's not 13 and 0 or 12 and one. He's 10 and three. Yeah. So, Laser dude's gonna take a game off of him, dude. I hope so. Um, biggest, can you go through your one through twelve again, and then I'm gonna say kind of my biggest shocks, um, like yep. ju- like just biggest differences between the two. So of us. from top to bottom, TJ, Zach Viss, Zach DeYoung, Drake, myself, Jay Cozier. Then the bottom half is Eric, Zach Dykstra, Laser dude. G Money, Clay, and Nathan Balgama. Okay. I think my biggest shockers was um was Clay. I I was surprised you had Clay at number eleven. Um, especially worse than G Money. I was I was a little surprised by that. And then for the top side, I think my biggest shock actually isn't Viss. I think it's D Young. Even though Viss is a bigger difference between our rankings. Um I'm I you just you have him at a little bit higher better record and I'm I'm surprised how fast DeYoung has has come along in this league. The fact that we're even talking about him as potential top 4 is kind of nutty, uh especially after the last couple of years and the team he took over. But yeah, no, I think those are my two big ones. Um for me, I have TJ, then Drake, Jay Cozier, 
myself, DeYoung, Viss, Unoa, Dykstrad8, Clay, LaserDude, G-Money, and Nathan. Any any big shocker, or is it kind of sounds about right to you? No, it's, I mean, I don't have any problem with yours, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be really balanced, and, like, even the guys in the bottom half, like, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident they all kind of know what they're doing. So... What 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 I really like about Dynasty, and I think we're finally getting to that phase, is and this is what I'm not trying to yell advice, but I just I just love how this plays out usually in leagues, is now we're at the, the phase where there are kind of two tiers, competing teams versus non competing teams. And you always hear in, in fantasy football, being in the middle is the worst place to be. You you're not a strong contender but you're not getting those top picks and drafts, that's like the worst spot to be in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really looking forward to mid-season. We get like five, six weeks into it. People kind of figure out, do I have a shot at the playoffs? Do I not? And then the buy selling that's going to happen. Um, guys like Laser Dude and G Money and, and Nathan selling some of those older guys. Like Laser Dude, I'm thinking of selling a Mark Ingram or um or even a Kenyan Drake at yep. their peak value. Like yep. I would if I'm laser dude, I am just salivating for when they hit a big week. Um like Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake, Marvin Jones, James White, like all these guys, even Kareem Hunt, where they hit a big week and you flip them to a contender uh and get some great depth pieces, maybe a young stud up and coming and some picks. Um that's what I think that it should really happen in this league. And I think it's going to be really fun to watch and to kind of see which one of us top end competing teams are going to trade with these guys a little bit lower in the brackets to try to bump up themselves when to make a playoff run. Right. Yep. Oh, I'm just so excited for the season. Uh, I mean, we're recording this on Saturday, so we already have the Thursday night game under our belt, but we don't have Sunday's games yet. And, and, I know we talked about it before, um, I think on the last podcast, how we, we were like 90% positive that we'd play a full season. I'm even higher now. I'm at yep. like 99. Like, well, in the last report, um, full report of COVID testing on the entire NFL, um, I think there was like two staff members and that was it. Yeah. And if you like listen to podcasts and watch the whole broadcast on Thursday night. They explained how I think almost every NFL team, they have those tracker things on their wrist, little, like watches kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they collect all kind of data. So immediately if somebody is positive or was around somebody with a positive test, they know and can quarantine and do whatever they got to do. It's like, they are just, they're, they're really on top of their GPS um, watches. So yeah, say, say Aaron Donald got COVID that that watch knows every single staff member or player on their team or a different team that has come within six feet of Aaron Donald in the yep. last how many hours, um, how many days. And so, yeah, then they can alert every single person. Like, that is insane technology that they yep. put on. And it sounds kind of unfair because it is, but um, the, and there's so much money in the NFL and so much popularity they want to keep this thing going at all costs. Yeah. So if tests need to happen right now 
to certain people, they're going to happen. Like, they're going to figure out, I mean. <laughs> uh, I told my wife that they're doing, like, all these precautions, like, pretty much doing checks every day. And my wife's like, wow, that is so unfair. Like, yep. no one else is getting that. Like, they're getting such favoritism. And I looked at her, I was like. They're one of the biggest companies in the world, pretty much. Like they yep. are there's billions of dollars in these. Like these players are huge investments. Yep. They're gonna dump that money in. That's just how it is. I know. I mean, like, uh, my wife has a friend that was over last week and she works in a hospital. And <laughs> this hospital has COVID patients in the hospital. Not a ton, but there are COVID patients in there. And <laughs> they don't have near the amount of like <laughs> testing and all this extra stuff that the nfl has which probably isn't good but it's not good yeah Yeah. hospitals are going under in our like in in skagit county just below linden but the point i'm making is like it just shows that like we're gonna have a season so and i do think on the positive side the positive side of things like uh, the country needs this and i think it's it's good that it's gonna happen so oh yeah it's so great i've never seen twitter so positive this year oh yeah but how did we not mention this? What's wrong with us? And this was like the star of Twitter. Andy Reid in his face shield. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. Oh, so that, wonderful. Someone get that guy an inside windshield wiper. Like, And, the, and then they <laughs> did like all the little posts where it was him and Iron Man side by side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I was losing it. So good. I mean, how could you not want Andy Reid as your grandpa? I mean... <laughs> Give me all of that. His wife probably makes awesome cookies. I mean, give me all the Andy Reid I can get. I uh, absolutely love it. I just realized my mic is way louder than it should be, so I'm probably going to be really loud. It's good for the people. It's good for the people. I'll try to balance it out and compress yep. it. But otherwise, Noah, anything to finish us off? No. No, that's it. I held my burps in even though now I'm looking at the pole and the – Pull favors burps. You know so, what, Noah? I didn't let give it, the people let, what they wanted. Let one uh, out right now, Noah. Do you got one in you? Uh, I can't do it on command, no. Okay. Nope. Happy birthday, me. <laughs> Sorry this episode is short, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, like, yeah, we simplified things. It should be way easier. <laughs> Freaking hour 45. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, season started. Noah, are we going to try to shoot for weekly or... Hoping to, hoping yeah. to. Can't. I don't want to guarantee it, but we're hoping to. Maybe uh, a few guests, just like last year, we'll do some different people yep. than we did last year. So try yeah. to get it to be more of like a half hour, not forty minutes. For, uh, not. Yeah. Well, in season, I mean, I think we kept it to twenty to forty minutes. Yeah. In season, if I remember. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, thanks for joining me. Uh, like always, if you guys have your top twelve, throw it on the chat. I want to see it. Yep. I want to see some records. Uh, do you guys agree with me that I'm going to do better than Noah this year? Because I think so. <laughs> we'll throw ours on the chat too, but maybe we'll wait a day or two so that people will listen. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right, dude. Thanks so much and uh, enjoy your football tomorrow. You too, man. See you, bro. See ya. See ya.